Hey there, I am recording this intro on my phone. Sitting here in my living room, Maeve just went down for a nap, but Ada is nap striking, so I'm here on my couch holding a little squirmy three-month-old who you might be able to hear doing this recording. And I'm juggling a cup of coffee and my phone because I want to share just a quick note before we start. This week, I'm looking forward to sitting down with Emily Stimson Chapman and recording an episode of the Letters to Women podcast with her. We're going to be talking about her brand new book, Letters to Myself from the End of the World. However, and you might be very aware of this, summer schedules can be a little challenging to coordinate. So instead of going live today, my conversation with Emily is going to be going live this coming Friday, July 30th, and I am so excited to share it with you. But I wanted to take the chance today to share with you an episode from the Letters to Women archive while you wait. So I hope you enjoy A Letter to the Woman Feeling Overwhelmed by Home Decorating. It's a conversation with Amanda Weeder from last summer. It's one of the most popular Letters to Women podcast episodes and the one that you as listeners have shared the most with me about, so I know it resonated with a lot of you last summer. But it's also an episode that I've re-listened to myself quite a bit, and so I can't wait to share it with you again. So enjoy this conversation with Amanda. I will be back in your podcast feed on Friday with an episode with Emily Stimson Chapman. Welcome to Letters to Women, a podcast where we explore and embrace what it means to live the feminine genius in our daily lives as Catholic women. My name is Chloe Langer, and in today's episode, I'm sitting down with Amanda Weaver, and we're talking about Amanda's passion for helping tell the story of a home, her tried and true decorating tips, and why you don't have to feel guilty as a Catholic woman if you're wanting a beautiful home to retreat to. I loved this conversation with Amanda, and I can't wait to share her beautiful understanding of not only making our homes places of beauty, but also understanding more about our eternal home in heaven and how we can journey there as Catholic women. If you're exhausted from trying to keep up with all the latest home trends and you're discouraged by perfect Instagram home inspiration and just desiring to have your home be a place of beauty and rest, sister, this letter is for you. We're welcoming to the podcast Amanda Weaver of Claire and Colette Home. Amanda helps others tell their home story and discover its true beauty, and she shares beautiful home inspiration and home decorating and relatable home style tips. Amanda, welcome to Letters to Women. It is so good to have you on the show. Yeah, well, thank you for having me, Chloe. I really appreciate it. And like I said, this is my first podcast interview, so I'm really excited. (laughs) I'm excited too. It's an honor to have you on and I'm just excited. So for today's episode, we're going to be talking about how you got into home decorating, your tried and true home decoration tips, and the really the purpose behind what it means to decorate our homes as Catholic women. But to start us out on that conversation, Amanda, can you tell us a little bit about your story as a Catholic woman? Yeah, so I'm actually a convert. I converted about 10 years ago. And so I wish I could say that I fell in love with the Catholic Church first. But of course, it was the Catholic boy who (laughs) led me to the Catholic Church. So yeah, so I mean, all in one year, I came into the church, I was baptized, I was confirmed, I got married. It was all very exciting year where God just had his foot on the accelerator and pretty much didn't let up from there. It's been a wild 10 years. Well, welcome home. Yeah, thank you. At the church where we went to Mass this past Sunday, we had someone come into the church and receive the sacraments of baptism and confirmation and their first communion. And just to see that joy of of that discovery of the faith as an adult was just really beautiful. So thanks for sharing that story. Oh, yes. Well, and especially as an adult, I'm like, thank goodness I was baptized at 23. Like, I am so excited. Like, that was great. Oh, bring on the graces. But anyway, yeah. (laughs) 
So Amanda, you run this gorgeous home decorating account on Instagram and I found it and have many, many, many of your posts saved into my little home collection. And that's how I first found about your story. So tell me about what inspired that account on Instagram and have you always been passionate about the beauty of home decorating? What did that journey look like for you? So the inspiration for the account totally came from Jennifer Fulweiler's new book, Your Blue Flame. Your Blue Flame, Drop the Guilt and Do What Makes You Come Alive. And that title alone was just like, okay, I'm interested. I guess I'll give this book a shot. And from the first chapter, I was just hooked. It was like Jennifer was speaking directly to my soul. And then I had this nagging feeling that I have had for a while, this feeling that I was supposed to do something with decorating. I just wasn't sure what it was, but it became very apparent through this book. So basically, your blue flame is something that only you have and that God has gifted you. And in the book, Jennifer explains that it can just be a special skill, a personal passion, a talent. And when we use these talents that God has gifted us, we come alive. So honestly, without putting much thought into it at all, I just started this account. I just took the leap because so often we doubt ourselves and we make excuses and we don't do that thing that God is nudging us to do. I normally end up talking myself out of these kinds of things. Like I can be a very cynical person and it was like, uh, no, no, this is a little cheesy. Like I'm not going to do this. And I just decided to, to, for once in my life and maybe for the first time ever in my life, I just kind of decided to take a chance on myself and just go for it with God guiding me. And, uh, you also asked, have I always been passionate about home decorating? And I can give a resounding yes. I just love it. Such a fun way to express myself and create. It just brings me so much peace. And when I live in a home that I put so much love into, it also brings joy. And it's just something I can be proud of. Along with uh, decorating my own home, I have actually found a love for helping others decorate their homes as well. I love that. I love what you're speaking into in Jen's book, which I have read pieces of and I have it bookmarked to read the whole way through. And this is just inspiring me to, to bump it up a little bit on the to read list. But I love that it's about finding something that brings you joy and helps you come alive too. And right. how, yeah, I think it's, it's easy sometimes to think all the way down the line, like, oh, if this is a really successful and I have, you know, all these connections, but then just to find this spot where the beginning of it or that flame is, no, this brings me joy and peace. And I am coming fully alive and becoming the woman God created me to be right. with this passion or with this, this small thing that I enjoy doing. And there's just so much joy in that. Right. Mm -hmm. I also love that your passion revolves around home decorating because I think I'm not alone in this, this uh, experience of logging on to, to Pinterest, but I think more so Instagram these days and looking at home decorating inspiration. And the first thing that usually happens when I pull them up and like the complete honesty hour is that it's always mantles. The mantle piece of my place mm -hmm. always gets me, <laughs> but I'll pull up, you know, inspiration. I'm like, Oh, this is so great. And it goes from very quickly for me from this is so good. I'm just going to find a couple things that look kind of like what I've got and then put it together to this feeling of nothing that I have looks like what I'm seeing online. Right. Do you think that trap of comparison is something that a lot of women fall into? How do we grow to love our own space and our own home and, and what we have within our own four walls? Yes, absolutely. And it's a trap that I have fallen into many times. But I think when we redefine our thoughts on a home and understand its true purpose, that comparison game we often play doesn't make sense anymore. So there's an excerpt from the book, Theology of Home, which I really love that book too. 
says this, Home is meant to be both a retreat from the world and a place from which we derive rest and strength to go back into the world. And so I'll read that again real quick. Home is meant to be both a retreat from the world and a place from which we derive rest and strength to go back into the world. So we are supposed to spend this time beautifying our home so it gives us a feeling of comfort and rest so we are ready to take on work for the week or maybe... Being, in a, being surrounded by beautiful images gives us the energy to take on our kids because, you know, I do stay at home with my four children. So I need, you know, if everything's a mess, I can maybe look at the one pretty picture on the wall and, it, and all is right in the world. But we see these beautiful images online. They are just meant to be used for inspiration. And we just need to be gentle with ourselves and just practicing gratitude for what we have helps with being content with our own homes. But as human beings, we're just drawn to beauty and wanting to make our homes beautiful is just natural. But it's when we are making them beautiful for others and trying to keep up with the Pinterest perfect home is when we get burnt out and we feel defeated. So the sooner we are grateful for the homes we do have and just kind of, for lack of a better term, get over the fact that we'll probably never live in a 7,000 plus square foot home and, and that's okay. So it's like when we give ourselves permission to just let go of trying to have that perfect home that is never going to exist, that's when we can start really loving our space that we're in. So I'd say before decorating your home, just get yourself in the right mental and spiritual space for that. So it's a joyful thing instead of a, you know, you look around, you look online and you're just like, yeah, nothing's working. This doesn't look like that. Well, it doesn't look like that image because it's not supposed to be. It's supposed to look like you. That's so good. I love this this reminder that where we are at emotionally and spiritually before we pull up those things for inspiration, that that matters. Because I've never thought of that before. Usually when I'm you know, sitting around the house and I have this idea like, oh, I'm going to go on Instagram and I'm going to you know, pin a couple things or pin on Pinterest and, and see what happens. And then this reminder to check where I'm at before that happens so that I don't go down that spiral of nothing that I have looks like what everyone else has. And instead just to be, I love that, that gratitude precedes the joy in finding joy in our own home. Amanda, you have this beautiful line that you use when you describe your work with home decorating and you say that you're helping others tell their home's story. Tell me about that line. What does it mean for our home to tell a story, especially as Catholic women with our homes? Yeah. Well, like I said before, I love helping others tell their home story. And what that means is that I'm not trying to put my own story into your home. I want to help people, whether that be seeing an image on my account that inspires them to try something new, which is great, but I want people to put their own touch to it. So maybe for a Catholic woman, that just means making sure that our homes are also telling the story of our faith. So maybe you have a strong devotion to a certain saint, then you're going to want to make sure that saint's picture is hung up somewhere to give you inspiration. And it just personalizes your home. Your home is supposed to be an extension of yourself. So telling your home story just means that expressing who you are through your home. And the real beauty people are seeking is you. That authentic beauty is all about the people in the home. Your home is supposed to continue to tell your story. I think that when I think of friends that I have whose homes that I really love, mm -hmm. whether that's friends that I have through through the internet or friends that I have off the internet, that the homes that I feel the most at peace in are the ones where I can tell that 
that's that person's home. Like even right, if they weren't yeah. there, I would know. Like that's them. Yeah, she loves Our Lady Guadalupe. Or absolutely, her favorite color is blue. It makes total sense that that that's so present in her home. So I I love that because yeah. then it's just yeah, like our home is even speaking of our auth- uh, authentically of who we are. Yeah, and that's what it's all about is just being true to yourself not following every single trend because if you do that because if you try to do that first of all you're never going to be able to keep up and it's just like I said you're going to feel just so disappointed and then you're all of a sudden going to end up in a home that's not really you you just feel like you should be following all these trends but you know you don't have to do that so I remember reading an article I can't remember where I found it came across it it where it's like 27 home trends for summer 2020 like oh my stars yeah this is impossible it's just exhausting yeah. I can't I can't do yeah, it yeah by the time you do all of those trends it's gonna be the next year and then you're gonna be so sad <laughs> you're constantly gonna be home decorating it's gonna be miserable <laughs> Yeah, I think that's so beautiful too, though, because what you're speaking into is this idea that like, it's good to have seasonal things in your home. Like it's good to have a Christmas tree. It's good to have a spring wreath. But at the same time, it's like your personality and your story is something that that also evolves, but also has pieces that are steady and constant in who you are. And so if you're constantly like, oh, well, the summer, the summer 2020 trend is all white trim. So right. I guess I'm painting out my trim yep. and then in the winter, it'll be brown trim and then I'm in trouble. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're going to take a quick break from my conversation with Amanda and tell you about today's sponsor, Pink Salt Riot. If you know me, you know I love stickers. They decorate my laptop, and I've had amazing conversations with complete strangers at coffee shops that I write at thanks to the stickers that decorate my writing laptop. That's why I was excited to get my first sticker squad package from Pink Salt Riot last week. For the price of just a cup of coffee, you get three brand new stickers every month, and you can get your first month of stickers 50% off with the code STICKERSQUAD. It's a fun package to get in the mail, and I know you'll love it. Head over to today's show notes to use my affiliate link by using it to purchase a Sticker Squad subscription or anything at Pink Salt Riot. You help Letters to Women at no extra cost to you. Thanks in advance for supporting Letters to Women and our sponsors. Now, let's get back to our conversation with Amanda about finding beauty in our homes. Amanda, do you have any tried and true decorating tips? I know that I, I often can feel lost when it comes to decorating our homes. And I think a lot of what we've spoken into already lays such a good foundation, this idea of authenticity and the story of ourselves and our home. But is there anything that you would that you would tell a listener who, who doesn't even know where to start or a room to focus in on first or one piece to make sure that you look at when you're decorating a home or things like that? Yeah, well, I think the tip that I give over and over again is to start small, especially if you're just like, decorating is not my thing. It's never been my thing, but I would like to make my home feel more like me when I walk in. It's if you don't want decorating to feel overwhelming. And I think a lot of times we start a project not realizing the domino effect it will have. So all of a sudden we've gotten ourselves with this seemingly harmless decorating project, and then we just don't finish it because it's just getting to be too much. And so I really love shelves. So basically... I like them so much because a shelf is just a good place to practice decorating if you have never decorated before. It doesn't take too long. It's not overwhelming. But adding a shelf and placing maybe uh, a special religious item or I just love old black and white family photos that are really near and dear to your heart and placing them on a shelf, just having fun with it. And all at the same time, you're adding beauty to your home that, again, you can be proud of. So I'm definitely not a type A kind of gal. So I don't have a certain formula of where you should focus first. So my best advice, though, would be to start on the room that is bothering you the most. So for me, it's actually my garage. If someone came to my house right now and they saw 
my garage. I mean, I would not be getting a HGTV interview for a show. It would be like, it would be like quarters where you at because that's what it looks like. And so I would say like to follow my own advice, I need to start in my garage because it drives me nuts. So, you know, whatever that is, like maybe it's like a closet or it's your kid's room or your kid's closet, just starting really small and getting organized and, and like I said, even, and that's why I said I love shelves because it's just a, such a, a easy place to start and so people, so you won't feel overwhelmed. I love that as the starting place too because when in the past when I've thought of decorating, I thought, okay, what's the place that other people are going to see the most? But really, when I think of the places that bug me the most in my home, that one closet, yeah. that one closet yeah. that probably everyone has or yeah. it's like I just chuck the bath yeah. towels in there and then we just call it good yeah. and then it falls out on me when I need a bath towel. Yeah. But I think that's so beautiful though because it's the hidden piece mm-hmm. that's really the starting place. Yeah, well, I think it's, yeah, that's just that. And I am the same way. I think it's because we internally, we or subconsciously, we know that our home actually isn't in order. And again, when we're just trying to shove things in the closet and make things look perfect, you in the back of your mind, you're like, no, it's really not. And it's bugging me. So I say, just take care of that. And then you can start in all the fun stuff. And I think that's really just the reminder too that that really like that that excerpt from Theology of Home that you that you shared, which I love that book. It's absolutely wonderful. Yeah. Um, and I saw that that the second Theology of Home book is coming out soon, and that just makes me so excited. Yes, me too. But it's just really beautiful because it's the reminder that your home is this place where for you to retreat to that re-energizes you to go on mission, and that understanding of it shifts things because then the hidden space that no one sees but you that's crying out for organization that may, that has meaning because a, a home isn't this thing to, to necessarily to help you know come in everyone and, and come see how beautifully I can decorate my mantle instead it's this is where I live with my family and it's rejuvenating and refreshing and a retreat for me and now I'm ready to go serve others and that's really beautiful yeah yeah I think so too and I think so we have to remember to be gentle with ourselves too like this stuff is just not going to happen overnight so I don't want people to think like, okay, in order to feel really great about my home, I've got to do all of these things. It's just about making, like I said, I am not type A and I lose focus easily. I'm kind of scattered brained. And so I just make tons and tons of lists and that helps me to stay organized. So it's like, just make a to-do list and put three things on there and check it off because you just never want this to be an overwhelming thing. Like I said earlier, where you just get yourself into something where you're thinking, is this even worth it? No, so you just stop. So just to be gentle with ourselves when we start this whole process. Yeah, I think that's such a good reminder. Yeah, because I think especially with the the rise of HGTV and this idea that every every home's after has to be absolute perfection, where it's easy to beat myself up and say, "Well, I'm not Joanna Gaines, and so I don't even know why I'm trying." And then to yeah, to be gentle with ourselves is such a good reminder here. Yes, definitely. We've touched on this a little bit, but I would love to dive deeper into this idea that as Catholic women, we're not called just to decorate our homes to show them off to our neighbors or to our Instagram followers. What is that? What is that greater purpose that we should be keeping in mind as we're putting putting things on shelves or adjusting that that linen closet that needs organization or folding our kids' clothes? Yeah, I think when we decorate to keep up with others, we find that feeling just lets us down a bit. And when we achieve that look we've been going for in our homes, that gratification lasts maybe for a minute or two and then it just rapidly fades away. So I think what we need to ask ourselves when we are decorating is, what is the purpose of why I'm wanting to decorate right now? 
And if you find yourself coming up with answers like, I hate my space and I want my house to look just like a page from Joanna Gaines' book, which, by the way, I still love Joanna Gaines. I'm not hating on Joanna Gaines, but I'm just saying it can kind of give us a certain feeling of, uh, you know, inadequacy. And so then you're, if you're having those feelings or thoughts, then you, you're probably needing to take a step back because there's probably a deeper rooted issue going on there that you need to just squash for yourself. But if you ask yourself that question, you find yourself thinking things like, I need a more functional space. I need more storage. It's been 10 years since I've bought anything new, and I just want to make my space have a lighter feel to it because that's more me, then yes, by all means, it might mean that you're ready to start making your home more you. You're ready to decorate for the right reasons. And as a Catholic woman, we just want to make sure we're also including decorations in our home that actually point to our internal home. Because it's revealing this isn't our home, ultimately, that that it's supposed to be something that that draws us and reminds us that we have a home in heaven. And that's really where our real treasures should be stored up. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just so easy to forget that. And, you know, with all the noise that we do see on social media and Pinterest, and, you know, it's, it's fun. It's definitely fun. And there's nothing wrong with getting inspiration from those ideas. I mean, we're, we're just, we're human. So we're not just going to have these ideas all the time, just on our own. You know, we need that inspiration. But yeah, it's just important to just remember where our, where our true eternal home lies. Yeah, I love how you're speaking to this idea of inspiration too versus this idea of copying. Yeah. There's a difference between pulling up an Instagram page and saying, okay, I'm going to go get those exact same things and put them in my home the exact same way versus I really like what this element is. Like I really like the color of this one piece or I really like the style um, or the nod to the certain century that I'm seeing in this yes, home decor yep. style versus such like the copy paste. That's freeing too, I think. Yeah, for sure. I, I agree. I actually have a friend, so, you know, green is a very trendy color right now, and, I mean, I just painted my kitchen island green, but a friend of mine (laughs) did say that she painted, or she wants to paint her wall green because her and her husband just have a strong devotion to Our Lady of Guadalupe, and the green that is in the image, it kind of reminded them of Our Lady, and I just thought, that's so awesome that you could walk into someone's home and not even know that the meaning behind that, but just the fact that that one color or that color on the wall can then remind them, her and her husband, of Our Lady of Guadalupe. I just thought it was kind of cool. And, and just kind of the whole point of what I'm trying to make is, you know, make your home your own. And that's definitely making your home your own right there. Yes, I love that too, because then it goes back to this idea that that's a retreat for them. They know that that's the green from Our Lady Guadalupe. Right. And that's not something that, that, you know, there's not a plaque on the wall or anything that's explaining it to every person who comes to visit as if it's an art museum. It's like, no, this is for us and that's good and that's okay that it's just between us and our home. Yeah, Mm, that's so good. Besides heading over to your Instagram account and checking out your your wonderful work, do you have any recommendations and resources for women who maybe they're listening to this episode and they're they're kind of where I'm at, where they think, okay, I want I want to make my home an extension of my story. I want to make it my mm-hmm. own and want to reject these lies of comparisons. What where would you point them to to learn more about filling their home with beauty? Yes. So as I mentioned earlier, the book Theology of Home is an excellent resource. 
that helps people find that balance of wanting to make their home beautiful, but also wanting to make sure that you are using or that they are using their homes as a tool to find the eternal and everyday. So kind of just what we just talked about. It's really good for that. I couldn't recommend that resource enough. Uh, as far as some of my favorite Catholic home decor that I actually have just kind of stumbled upon is on Instagram. And there's an Instagram account called House of Joppa. And Tabitha Kidman creates the most beautiful modern Catholic home decor pieces. And I love the way they look because I think sometimes too, and I want to tread lightly here, but sometimes I'll see some Catholic decor and I'm like, I feel bad, but Jesus, I just think that's ugly. I don't like, I'm sorry. Is that a bet? I'm just like, Oh Lord, please don't strike me down. Like, I think that's ugly. And I'm just like so relieved to see someone creating these pieces where I'm like, okay, yes, I love these. This, I mean, it's just the way she, you know, uses her ability to create a more modern kind of Catholic art is just, it's just refreshing. Not that I don't like more traditional pieces at all. Traditional pieces definitely have a place in the home and they're super important too. Uh, but I do really love those two resources a lot. So yeah, I love what she does over at the House of Joppa account. I, one of my favorite things that she does is the little Marian gardens that are in terraniums and they have this gorgeous little tiny statue and it's just so beautiful. Like it just draws you in. Yes, I like that too. And I also kind of like being almost sneaky with religious art. And I kind of, <laughs> you know, I I show that throughout my account. And it's kind of a mm-hmm. cool way to also evangelize when people come into your home. And, you know, they're kind of like, what, what's that? You know, what's that image? Or we'll have, um, we have a frame. It's just in like a five by seven frame, a family litany of saints. So we take all of our family's favorite saints. And we, I just kind of went on Word. It was super cheap, obviously. Went on, went on Microsoft Word, printed it out. Um, the cheapest decoration in our home is probably that, but it's just the most beautiful, too. That's so good. Because I think the, the sneaky pieces, and I am a huge fan of those, too, are the ones that are the conversation starters that can lead to a, a conversation and evangelization, right? That maybe at yeah. first glance, they draw people in because of the beauty, and that leads to conversations about goodness, and it leads to conversations about truth. And that's really, I mean, that's the the beauty of them is that they can draw you deeper. They are not, they don't just stop at being something gorgeous to look at. They, they then are a conversation starter and those conversations are good and wholesome and authentic. Yes. Yeah, that's exactly. And that's, and that's the kind of, you know, the kind of things that we want to be happening right in our own home. And I yes. think just beautifying our home helps us be more confident in inviting people over and, and then allowing ourselves that opportunity. The Holy Spirit can give those opportunities right in our own home. Yeah, I think you've spoken to this so beautifully, right? Because when we're confident in who we are and what our story is, then we know what we do, what we can do. And that part of that is inviting people in. And it's so much easier to invite someone into a home where you're just confident in, in the beauty and the authenticity that it has versus yep. having these, this, this, you know, the the lie going on that, that people are always going to be thinking about what, what you should have done different or how it doesn't look as good as it's, you know, so-and-so did it. And just that conf, that holy confidence just speaks volumes into, um, to easing that practice of the virtue of hospitality. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. Amanda, for listeners who are 
who are hearing you speak about home decor, where can they find you online? And what are some ways that you enjoy helping clients tell the story of their own home? So you can find me on my Instagram page at Claire and Colette Home. And also feel free to email me at Claire and Colette Home at gmail.com. And I enjoy chatting with clients about all things home. I love helping to encourage people to be confident in their ability to make their house their own. So typically, potential clients can get a hold of me by DMing me on Instagram or emailing me. And people will need help with anything from picking out the right paint colors to refreshing their entire living room. And I just love meeting these people on my account. You know, I say, you should consider me your new decor BFF. And that's just it. I want to show people that decorating doesn't have to be an expensive ordeal. It doesn't have to be overwhelming. And you don't have to feel guilty for wanting to make your home beautiful. So just walking people through the process of a project they are wanting to complete and giving them a guide on what to do based off their personality, likes, dislikes, is just one of the way I like to help out my clients. That's so good. I, we, I feel like we could have an entire podcast episode on why we don't have to feel guilty for desiring beauty in our home. That's I know. I didn't want to touch on it too much, but yes, I have to emphasize that. Like you do not have to feel guilty as a woman, as a Catholic woman, wanting to be surrounded by beauty. And it's totally fine. Like I said, it's just keeping yourself in check, just being careful. And I do that stuff all the time. I mean, I am not trying to be preachy. I do this stuff all the time where I catch myself and it's like, okay, I need to get off Instagram. I need to stop looking at, at Pinterest because I'm, I'm, you know, it goes too far. So it's just that moderation and keeping yourself in check and making sure what you're putting out there and uh, what you're putting in your home is, like you said earlier, just being true to your authentic self always. And, uh, and yeah, and so that's where, you know, the real beauty of the home really is. All right. The one question that I always save till the end, which I feel cruel for doing because it's a heavier question. Um, <laughs> as we, in this podcast, we're exploring this idea of what does it mean to live out the feminine genius and how it's not just a buzzword or something that means it's a cookie cutter that every woman has to stuff themselves into. Mm-hmm. But it's really that every woman has a unique, beautiful way that she lives out the feminine genius in her daily life. So Amanda, as we finish out this conversation, how do you live the feminine genius as a woman who's passionate about helping others discover the true beauty of their home? Well, I think women often turn to social media for reassurance and guidance. And I know I do. And if we don't know where our true identity lies in, especially when we are scrolling through home decor accounts, we can often feel like once we achieve that type of perfection we are seeing in other people's homes, we ourselves will then finally feel whole. And we both know that's a total lie. So I hope that by women coming to visit my account, they can feel inspired to maybe change things up. It's fun to do that in your home. But most importantly, I just hope that I'm encouraging women to see the importance of creating beauty around them, especially for their family, and how that can make your family feel loved. And in a way, we are nurturing our families by creating beautiful and safe spaces for them. So I feel that is one way I try to live that out live that feminine genius in my own life, but I do hope I'm offering women something maybe a little different that they haven't seen before, just with an overall message that we as women are all unique with gifts that God has given us and our home should mirror that. That's beautiful. It reminds me of Sister Thea Bowman has this, this quote where she says, remember who you are and whose you are. And it just, I think your account speaks so beautifully into that. I just remember 
coming across it through through a friend who shared a post of yours and just seeing something that was different there. So thank you for sharing your oh. unique joy and passion through that account. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. I mean, it's just kind of crazy. It all started from this idea from this book and I'm just so happy that you're seeing that in through my account and it just makes my heart so happy. And so I really do hope to be just a little something different online and hopefully just a good reminder to women that you really are enough. Your home is enough and creating beauty is a good thing. Um, so yeah, I've just, it's just been a really good experience thus far. So I'm just really excited to share more with everyone. Oh, well, thanks for coming on the podcast and sharing your story. This has been a delight and I'm, I'm excited to just then walk after we finish the recording, walk through my home and see, all right, does this tell the story? Does this tell the story of who I am? So thanks for sharing yes. your story. Oh, you're so welcome. Yeah. And thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Letters to Women. Head over to my blog, oldfashionedgirlblog.com, and you'll find the links to everything we mentioned in today's episode. One resource that Amanda and I both love is Theology of Home, a book by Dr. Carrie Gress, Noelle Maring, and Megan Schreiber. Noelle has been on Letters to Women to talk about the book, and so I linked her episode in the show notes for today's too. That's all I have for this week's episode. I can't wait to share the episodes we have lined up for the summer with you, so make sure you're subscribed on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss new content. Until next time, be not afraid.